Back in July of 2018, my wife and I were in Stockholm, Sweden. I was speaking at a conference a couple of hours outside of the city, and before we returned home, we spent a few days in Stockholm, which was absolutely spectacular. Because of my work, I've had the huge blessing of being able to visit a lot of wonderful places, and I've been able to spend quite a bit of time in some of the most beautiful cities throughout Europe, places like London and Paris, Rome, Basel and Zurich, Switzerland, Salzburg, Bled, Slovenia, which is absolutely amazing. All of those places are are beautiful, but Stockholm was it was pretty unique, and I think partly because it was the middle of the summer and the sun. I don't think it's set until well after 10 o'clock at night. So it was pretty amazing to walk around the city until late at night. When we asked our friends in Sweden, what should we take time to see in the city? Every single one of them told us, do not miss the Vasa Museum or the Wasa Museum. I don't speak Swedish, so I don't know. I think it's Wasa. And I'm very glad that we didn't miss going to see this. In fact, while we were at the Wasa, I, I got this right here, this replica of a two and a half inch cannonball. And it's incredibly heavy. I'm, I'm sure this could do some pretty amazing damage. The Wasa Museum is a museum built around an almost unbelievable ship with a nearly incredible story. The Wasa was a Swedish warship built in the early 17th century. It was absolutely stunning. It's 226 feet long and at its tallest point of its three masts is 172 feet tall. It was built to hold nearly 150 sailors and 300 soldiers, and it had 64 guns. Some of them were the small type that shot these devastating little things. It is the kind of ship that you imagine when you think of like 17th century pirates. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm super glad that we were able to see it in person because to see just pictures of it does not do it justice at all. The Wasa is one of those things that makes you kind of stand back and in awe and think, how on earth did they build this without modern technology? And if you ever make it to Stockholm, you, you have to see it in person because, like I said, pictures just don't do it justice. But the Wasa, it took a couple of years to build and it, it launched for its maiden voyage on the 10th of August, 1628. And it sank in the harbor on the 10th of August, 1628 after sailing less than one and a half kilometers. And amazingly, the ship was recovered from the bottom of the harbor in the 1960s, and then they, they built a museum around it. The story is absolutely amazing. The ship had a faulty design. It looked amazing. It was one of the most magnificent ships of its time, and really, still, looking at it today, one of the most magnificent ships I've ever seen. But as you learn, if you go to the museum, the, the Wasis problem was that the upper works of the hall were too tall and too heavily built for a relatively small amount of hall below the waterline. It was designed like this to, theoretically, it was going to make the ship go faster, but it put the center of gravity too far above the water so that even in a light wind, it caused the ship to list such that water poured through the open gun ports, causing it to sink on its maiden voyage. The ship sat too high on the water. There's a lesson there. Probably a lot of lessons there, actually. I find myself increasingly concerned for our culture. I'm certainly not the only one that feels this way. I 
interact with a lot of others who feel the same way. And I, I listen to people through podcasts or on other YouTube videos and who are expressing the same concerns. And there's a sense, as I talk with other people, there's a sense in which none of us feels that we're entirely sure how to help right the problem. It feels as though our culture highly esteems itself. We see ourselves as so progressive and so advanced. We've got it all figured out. But at the same time, we are quickly casting off the ballast or the strong keel of traditional ethics, morals, and values. And oftentimes those ethics, morals, and values are those things that are derived mostly from the teaching of the scriptures. So for many, the things of the scriptures are myths in our day. Ancient literature that is of very little import when you have science and data and experts. After 500 years of Reformation, Renaissance, and Enlightenment, we really still are stuck in the gap between facts and values. We're still wrestling with the is-ought conundrum. But we are less and less willing to accept that there may in fact be importance and value in the doctrines of the Bible because to admit that might possibly mean that they point in a direction that many postmoderns don't want to go. If the things of Scripture are right, if they have value, if they are true, then where did those truths and values come from? From Revelation? Revelation from where? From whom? Those are questions that we just don't want to think about. So, cast off from the shore. Unfurl the sails. The ship is stunning. What could possibly go wrong? Something to think about. We'll see you next time.